Hello and welcome to Split Real Podcast. I'm Steve back again joining me as always. He's not in Kansas anymore. It's Gabe Acevedo. There's no place like home and I made it home, which equates to 99 degree weather. Yeah, as always, you were in Kansas, though, right? That's like I was why... in Kansas this past weekend. Yes. Yeah. We're not talking about the Wizard of Oz here, so don't worry about it. <laughs> no, yeah. you were in Kansas, but you're not there anymore. You're back home. So I'm back home. I actually bought a little magnet that says Wichita and it's a tornado and it has Dorothy's house. Well, there you go. Fit, it's so fitting for you. Of course. I mean, you were like you were like doing like uh fancy person stuff, right? Like keynote speaker <laughs> and all that stuff, right? I was. I was doing a keynote speakership for um the Kansas Association of Teachers of English. Um so a few hundred people thought that I was worthy of speaking to them about stuff. So a couple um, a couple people who selected you have not read any of your work. Absolutely. <laughs> I started out like like I told them, um, well, I'm so sorry for you. They're like, you were the best, you were some of the, the one of them was like, you were one of the best things this weekend. I'm like, well, I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> I truly That's apologize. Great. No, it was fun. Uh, it was super cool. It was my first time, you know. Um, you know, it's nice when we get to thrive professionally and and have fun. But yeah, and I've never been to Kansas because there's no reason for me to go to Kansas. No offense to our Kansas listeners, but there's no reason for me. To, so I knocked the state out of my list. Do you think we have Kansas listeners? Do you think there's anybody from Kansas listening? I hope so. That'd be great. Uh, maybe. maybe. I know. I'd love it. Yeah. yeah. All the flyover states. Sorry there's to call you flyover lot, There's a lot yeah. of Wizard of Us stuff in Wichita for sure. Well, uh, otherwise than what? Like corn? I don't know. I it's think like all, took me directly corn. to the hotel downtown. So I just literally spent two days in downtown, which is actually pretty cute. It's nice. Um, yeah, it was better than I expected. It's very flat. You yeah, and Kayla, you and Kayla came to mind because um, when we were going, um, we were arriving to Kansas. They the pilot flew very low for like a long time, uh, and I had a window seat, so I was looking out the window. It's very, very flat. Like I think it's probably the flattest I've seen so far of where I've been in the country. Um, and you and Kayla came to mind because I thought these two would not survive a day. Oh, I don't <laughs> mind. Kansas. I don't mind the flat. I don't mind the flat. I have no problem with the flat. Kayla's totally freaked out by a flat wide open space. <laughs> it's like it's bizarre to me. I have no problem. I think it'd be really fascinating. I've never seen it before, yeah. so I think it'd be really cool. But like, no, I'd, I don't know. I'd, I would be fine. Yeah. When we're experience. driving from the airport to the hotel, um, there was um, they, they were doing construction. So we they took me through the long way. So we went to like the back roads. Right. So we saw like a little bit of like nature and it's yeah. but, like legit just plain flat like you could just like oh this is why some people think the earth is flat <laughs> like yeah. it's just literally a horizon and i'm like oh this is very that interesting makes sense. i mean that's probably would make if you really think about this you know if we actually relate this back to movies because that's kind of what this podcast is about not your weekend travels but like <laughs> i mean uh that would make the the yellow brick road really easy to lay huh <laughs> if it's just flat it's just that they just went for a walk. It's like straight and just like so, flat. There's there's not much going on there. From my travel trips to the Wizard of Oz to to a nature question, because I know you're more of a nature person, but you're not a meteorologist. Sure. Is that is is it? Kansas obviously is part of Tornado Alley. hundred oh, um, percent. Is it because it's so flat that it lends itself to be so tornado prone? Is that like a factor I mean, in tornadoes? I mean, I would guess. I would guess yes. Um. You know, based on just the atmospheric conditions of the Great Plains, I would get, okay. I would guess that, that would be what it is. I'm sure one of our listeners would be like, no, 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 no. but like really, again, I don't know anything about. Yeah, patterns, my guess so is I'm because like... of the atmospheric conditions in that type of a climate and that uh, physiology. I think would be fair. Would be pretty much. They're very proud stuff. of their tornadoes because there's like a lot of um, 
where I was, they had a lot of statues about tornadoes. And I said, like I said, a lot of Wizard of Us stuff. And like, of welcome course. to part of Tornado Alley. And I'm like, well, I hope not nothing happens because I don't want to fly away. Well, yeah, I'm I mean, that's that's probably that's probably not what you want when you're there. I mean, yeah. to be fair, um, I don't know that they have many other things going on in Kansas in terms of movies set in Kansas. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, even yeah. Even like Children of the Corn takes place in Nebraska. So like you know. <laughs> <laughs> fun time. No, yes, so, it was good. I was away and now we're back. And so so linking it all together, I guess. Uh today we're talking about uh the Oscars, which has nothing to do with Kansas or the Wizard of Oz. Well, kind of. I guess the Wizard of Oz did get win nominated Oscar. for Oscars. Yeah. Did I it think win? It won. I think did it win the best? Didn't it win for it, Over the it. Rainbow? Oh, I think it did. Yeah. Yeah, that that it won, but I don't think it won best picture though. What won No, she was awarded a special Oscar Judy Garland because there had no like kids weren't taken seriously at that day that time. Um but I believe they won song, maybe, maybe not. I don't remember. Was that a category in that era? Best song? I have no idea. I don't remember anything about that. Um Let's see. It it was nominated. Oh, for it best won picture. original score. It won original song. So it won two, and then Judy Garland was given an Academy Juvenile Award for her performance in the movie. Ah, yeah, Gone with the Wind won that year, so. Yeah, that's the Gone with the Wind when they won 10 Oscars. (laughs) Good for them. Nobody cares. Anyway, uh, so we're doing our Oscar draft this year, which is kind of exciting. I mean, we love doing this. This is probably one of my favorite episodes. We've done it like for the past two years, so. We have. It always comes around. I usually do fine on this one. Fine, actually. Not great. I think we've you had, won. I, I think we have. I won. What? But you didn't. You win two years ago, and I won last year. I think you won the overall. Okay. Two years ago, but I won on the big seven categories. Okay. And then last year we tied over. We tied overall, but you won on the big seven last year. Oh, because I went all in for everything everywhere. Yeah, and yeah that's off. that's okay. that's what it was. I think that's that's what happened. Yeah, because you won with everything everywhere all at once, and I. With the Fablements is my first pick, which which at the time when we drafted, but when we drafted, that was the that was the front runner. I that think, was the right? consensus, yeah. That, because we draft, yeah. we always draft around this time. We always draft like after Toronto or like this time. And at this point, nobody at this runner, point yeah. last year, nobody ever thought that everything everywhere was going to sweep the Oscars, except maybe like one or two categories. That's it. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and here we are. So, <laughs> let's see what happens this up. year. Maybe yeah, we'll Dune see. sweeps. Oh wait, Dune is not in the mix anymore. Yeah, don't don't talk about Dune. Okay, that's not that's not nice. That was supposed to come out this weekend. I'm still sad about it. I'll be I have to dry. I have to just jab the knife in. Before we get into any of that, I do want to uh, talk about one thing that just came out and just popped up for me that I I didn't even know it was coming, and then I realized like apparently FX tapped into my uh, letterbox and just wanted to see what I really like watching and checked out my viewing history, and they're they're putting out. Uh, I, I had you watch the trailer just before this because you didn't know either. They're putting out a, a mini series of Shogun, which is the remake of a mini series from the 1980s under the same title, um, 1980 uh, mini series called Shogun, and it's all about like feudal Japan. So I'm like, it's about feudal Japan, and it stars Hiroyuki Sonata as one of like the the main characters in it. And I'm like, oh, okay, so this movie was like tailor made for me. Um, I, I don't know. Like I, I saw the trailer. You, I recommend anybody who wants to check it out. Pause this. Check out the trailer. It's called Shogun. It's on FX. Comes out in the spring, or in, in February actually. So in the, the winter. Um, 
this looks awesome to me. I don't know what you thought, but like, I was like blown away. I'm like, this is exactly what I want. It's like palace intrigue. It's, but in Japan, it's uh, a story set in, in that time period in like the feudal period. It has, it's about, I guess, an American who ends up like washed up on shore or not an American. I think he's a, a British, an English sailor who ends up uh, washed up on shore and then gets into this like weird, not, I'm sorry, not weird, but like different, uh, culture than he's aware of and has to try to navigate this the japanese culture at the time and at the same time there's like a daimyo who's like at odds with his own political rivals and then there's a mysterious female samurai who's like going around and causing chaos and it just looks it just looks like exactly what i want uh i don't know i'm i'm a big fan of hiroyuki sanada i've talked we've talked about him on the podcast before i'm a very big fan of his i've seen a lot of his films um, going back to like some of his films in Japan and even in, in Hong Kong. Um, and this just looks awesome to me. I don't know. It looks like it, it looks pretty great. What were your thoughts on this? Um, I had no idea this was a thing. Um, I didn't even know this was a series in the seventies. You said, um, 80s, in 1980. In 80s. um, so I, you told me before we started like, Oh, watch this. Um, it looks good. Um, it's something that you are, this is like you said, this is made for you. Absolutely. Yeah, no. Like as soon as I saw the screenshot when I was playing it, I'm like, oh, this is this is steam all over the place. Um, it's very intriguing. I'm gonna put it on my list to see it. It looks really good. Um, it looks very high value, very high concept. It looks very expensive, which is nice. FX does very good production on their shows, that's the even thing. if they're hit or miss. So it looks yeah, really that, good. that's the thing I was really excited about is um it looked like uh because it's it's FX, you know. I trust FX to do yeah. something like this. It's not like, like on USA or or something like that, or even like TNT or any of these other channels. But like because it's on FX, it has that FX money behind it and the prestige of that, which I think has been pretty good. So it's on FX and Hulu, which is a really you know good brand right now. Yeah. Uh, you know they they've got some good money behind it. They they have good clout. They they do have some ideas of like what they're doing, and I'm pretty excited about this because I, I I think it's gonna be really awesome i mean if you look at even like the um the original series what i think is interesting uh hiroyuki sanada for me is one of like the big uh very important uh famous japanese actors today working yeah. today he's a very famous japanese actor who's working today he's probably the the most famous of working actors right now but in the original series the character he's playing was played by probably the most iconic of all japanese actors in 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 japan is uh Toshihiro uh, Mifune, Mifune, who was the you know the the guy who started basically all the Kurosawa oh, films. Yeah. Uh, I know who that like is. Kurosawa. I know that. You know who that guy <laughs> is. Yeah, he stars in like all of them, and he plays the same character. So I think it's a really cool like kind of tie-in. And I'm sure that uh, Sonata, who is also producing this, he's one of the producers of this. I think that he's definitely taking that on with that respect as well, because yeah. like you know clearly there's got to be a huge amount of respect for what Mifune does. Absolutely. I mean, he's he's a very iconic actor. Um, and you know, I'm sure that that's going to be into this and it's really cool. Like, you know, it was shot in the UK and shot in Japan. Uh, so they, they're doing quite a good job with it. And it, it is, a, I think a co-production with, um, uh, back in Japan as well. So it, there's, there's a lot with this and it looks, it looks really cool. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I've, I'm fascinated by like Japanese films and, uh, this type of, this type of situation. So I think that's a really fun thing to be looking at. 
Yeah, so I think this comes out on February of 2024. That's what it says at least at the end of the trailer. So I definitely think you should check it out. It's, it looks awesome. So I mean, I'm gonna, I mean, I'm going to check it out. And I don't watch many TV series. So except for, I think, uh, Monarch Legend of Monsters comes out this weekend. So um, which I'm excited <laughs> watch for. That too. Or next weekend. Next weekend. I'm really excited for that. That's really excited for. Also, yeah. oh. um, this hardly ever happens, but breaking news as we're recording right now. Ooh, what's that? Nintendo has officially announced a live action of Legend of Zelda with Sony. Oh. <laughs> so we are getting a live action of Zelda. Uh, oh. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah, you want, you want a live reaction? You want live reaction? These no, are live not, reactions. Not a, not a fan of that. Uh, no, I don't. Nope, Zelda's I don't want my, that. Zelda's my I, favorite. I don't want that game series mm. of all time i mm. don't see how you turn zelda into a movie in mm. a correct way yeah i'm not a fan of that nope not a fan i would I'm have gonna... taken an animated film but a live action oof. yeah like like we were saying i would like you know i would have loved to do uh a story that's like uh an animated like studio ghibli style film i would love yeah. that but uh here we are so yeah so breaking Ooh, news you heard our reactions live breaking uh breaking that down the fact that i am not a fan of that who knows who knows who knows how it's gonna be i have no idea i um i'll give it a shot but like it's not something i'm looking forward to necessarily Me i mean we'll have, we'll have to see what the images look like we'll have to see what how they do the character it's like i'm interested to see if they're doing a game story or an original story for the movie um yeah, it'll probably be it. Because the games are very, the game stories are very long and complicated. I don't see how you put that into a short two and a half movie or even a three yeah. hour movie. Yeah. I mean, you can just make, you can adapt a story. Um, You can adapt a story. It's not that hard to Unless do. Unless they plan to do a Lord of the Rings style, like trilogy right off the bat kind of thing. Uh, I would be. I'd be more hesitant of that unless it's like legit good. So I mean, yeah. they can make their own original story that sets up the world. I mean, that's what they'll do probably. Um, I I don't know because then it depends. I mean, the other thing too that we're we're also you know hypersensitive about is which version of Zelda are they going to do? How are they going to show it? Like, what are they, what's going to look like? Because then once it's made into a movie, then you have to take into account: Are we seeing like more of the the classic Nintendo versions of Zelda? Are we seeing the Super the Nintendo? Versions. Are we seeing the sixty the sixty four version? Are we seeing like the the Skyward Sword? Are we seeing Windwalkers? Are we seeing Breath of the Wild? You know, which version are we going to see? Yeah. Like, you know, Hyrule Princess, like you know, like or Twilight Princess, like which which version are we going with? And that's that's where they can go, like whatever they want to do. But I I don't know. I don't know what I feel. Um, um, I'm I I I know what I feel. I don't like the idea, and I think it's going to be bad. Yeah, I would have liked an anime before they decided yeah, to go in this. Same. I would Let's have just go straight anime. anime. I think that would have yeah. been that, would have been, that would have been the right way to go. We're getting a live action version of Zelda. Here we go. So let's see. The, now the question for you and I is, um, will we see live action croc seeds? <laughs> <laughs> That's the big oh, question. God. <laughs> Only if they knew that they do the newer versions of Zelda, we'll see croc seeds. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. That's a very insular be... joke. So unless you play Breath of the Wild or um, Tears of the Kingdom, you have no idea what Korok seeds are. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what ends up happening. I mean, maybe they'll get you know Tom Holland to play Link or something oh, like that. Oh God, 
you know that's what's gonna happen right it's gonna be someone do you remember like 10 years ago that april that fools um april fools joke oh yeah that came out yep yeah that's what i'm seeing right now and it's terrifying (laughs) but here we are live action break a live action yeah this is a live action breaking news so you got a reaction as you heard it here zelda live action movie just announced by nintendo and sony Fun times. Yeah, that's uh, there, there's a, that long pause was intentional. Um, I don't know how I feel. We'll see. I mean, I was really hoping, really hoping for a nice anime one, like a cool anime. You know, get Miyazaki to make one last movie after you know this one, but she says he's down to make another movie. So like, why not yeah. just do an adaptation of Zelda? Why not? I mean, but, some of these anime are fantastic. I mean, look at how popular Attack on Titan is. Like they just released mm-hmm. their like final trailer, and like it looks sick. Like it, they 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 can make these into those. Yeah, they can. Really cool. I just I just don't think. Uh, this is not the Zelda podcast. I just don't think a movie works, even if it's live action. Okay, you want to do live action. I don't think it just it, it works for Zelda because I think Zelda is a just a very complicated, rich world, no matter which version of Zelda we're talking about. Um, and I think it would be something more either if it's a movie, I think it should be a trilogy or something set from the beginning that it's going to be this many movies or a series i just don't see a two and a half hour to three hour film being conducive to a great zelda story yeah um yeah i don't know we'll see we'll see how it goes i mean it could be uh i just i just looked this up apparently there is a uh a a a fake teaser of like a studio ghibli version of ocarina of time oh um, cool on online that you could check out so you could check that out but uh yeah, you can check it out. It's a, but not not right now. Well, well, that's for a different time. So that's for a different time. But you got breaking news. We got it here. We both you heard our reactions. Let's go. <laughs> and let, let's let's go. Um, probably not going to be uh, joining our Oscar podcast, but uh, that's fine. It, well, it is now because it's a part of that for breaking news. But let's get into it. Uh, we're so we're going to shift gears. We're going to go into our Oscar draft, right? Like that's what we do now. That's what we do. Can't really put breaks in anymore, so that's fine. Push products like. Anchor, which no longer exists. We're anti <laughs> we're anti-corporate over here. <laughs> That's what it is. We're doing this all for free for the love of the pod. Um yep. so uh the, the way this works, we do this every year now. Um, we decide to draft different movies, uh, each pick five movies that we think are going to do well at the Oscars, right? Um we do um uh Oh my god, I'm like blanking on everything right now. Uh, <laughs> no, so we we we've done this for the past few years. We just pick back and forth, and what we're trying to look at is what we think are going to get the most predictions and the most wins at the Oscars, right? So sometimes these are a little different. You know, we do get some that are successful, some that aren't. Um, but we that's what we go back and forth, kind of selecting the ones that we think are going to be the best. And um, what's what we really try to go for too is the big seven awards. That's the the main thing we try to focus on. The big seven, which are best picture, director, writing, which there's uh, original and adapted, and then the and four, the four academy, acting. the four acting awards. You know, you know, best actress, best actor, best supporting actress, best supporting actor. So um, those are the big ones. But then, like you know, there's obviously all the other awards that we you know talk about and we really care about, but they, they can be kind of hit or miss. You know, depending on which movie you're yeah. talking about, like sound and score or editing fashion or like costume design or um all those different things so all of those go into other categories which i'm sure a lot of the all of ours are going to get nominated for but you know it's it's always always fun to see like what what gets picked for the best things i mean last year you beat me by one um (laughs) hey we know a movie that says winning is winning 
yeah, it doesn't matter if you win by a, one nomination or a mile. Winning Absolutely. is winning. <laughs> I have it on my uh, on my door in my classroom. It's really there important. There you go. There you yep. go. That's the motto, baby. There we go. <laughs> so uh, we're going to do the same thing we do every year. We just pick five. We will go back and forth picking five movies, talk a little bit about the movie and the things that we know about it and like what, what we can tell about it and uh, what we think it's going to win, possibly. And um, we'll go from there. So, um, yeah, we're going to do that. So we'll, we'll do that this quickly but very simply by going to google and flipping a coin um so what do you want do you want to call it if you get to if you get it you'll go first i'll call tails all right i'm gonna flip it is heads sorry so i get to go first it's rigged it's rigged we count the machines were rigged dominion i'm sorry you know i <laughs> do you want to go first? Maybe I'll let you go first because no, you won go the, first. Uh, I'm joking. Go for okay, it. Okay. Okay. Um, so with the first pick, then I'm just going to take Oppenheimer, the one that of I think course. is going to win everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can't, I mean, it's, it's I got to take Oppenheimer. So I think that's, um, I think it's going to get everything. Um, it, it's going to, it's getting nominated for best picture, best director, possibly. I think that's a really good chance of getting best director, um, best screenplay, adapted screenplay, best what supporting actor best actor supporting actor and possibly actress supporting actress you know in those categories for that the supporting actress is the one i'm most on the bubble about i don't know that emily blunt's going to get it she might get it just by name alone but you know she could get it she could get it um i'm not huge on her performance i think that it's um overrated in my opinion because she has one scene that's pretty good but then for the rest of the movie she doesn't do much and that comes down to the writing of the film which i think is a problem in that aspect but you know, tell me an Oscar, uh, 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 Christopher Nolan film, it doesn't have a woman writing problem. Um, exactly. You Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we talked about that on the pod extensively before with, with Oppenheimer, but like, yeah, so I think that's, that's the obvious number one, you know, it's the front runner for all of these different categories. There's a chance that Christopher Nolan finally gets his Oscar for this. Um, I think plus all the tech, technically it's going to do very well as well. You know, it could get in for costume and get in for cinematography, editing, score all of the all the sound like it's almost a lock for sound you know like it's going to get in for pretty much everything so i think this is going to be a big big winner on the night a big show up for the night too so i think it's going to be one of the ones to to watch out for and you know i'm lucky enough to get it i think you would have taken that if you had number one yes for sure yeah um i can see that movie you know just adding to everything you said i agree i think it's the front runner as of now um, I have a feeling it won't end up winning Best Picture, but I do think it's a front runner. Um, and I think it has the potential to tie the record for the most nominations. So I could see it easily. The record's 14. I could easily see joining All About Eve, Titanic, and La La Land as the nom- the most nominated films of all time. Um, so I agree with you. My number one pick out of my five is a movie that I think is actually practically at the same level when it comes to nominations and it's killers of the flower moon i think killers of the flower moon is um not for wins right now but in terms of getting almost the same number of nominations as oppenheimer i put it up there right i think this is getting picture director three acting nominations for actor actress and supporting actor adapted screenplay and many more below the belt um i think as of now people see these two movies as the ones battling the big mm-hmm. prize for best picture. I feel like that's the consensus for people who follow this type of type of stuff. 
Um, and I can see that. I can I understand why. I think they're two of the biggest movies of the year. Um, you know, um, so they have the the power behind them. Um, something in me tells me that neither might end up winning, but that's for a later podcast, and that's a later conversation. Um, but I my first pick, Killers of the Flower Moon. I could easily see in getting. I think it's going to get double digit nominations and be very close to Oppenheimer right behind it, maybe with like 12. And I wouldn't be surprised in a world where both of them actually get like 12 or 13. Yeah, I think it's definitely one of the ones like, I mean, because of the, the names behind it, if nothing else. I mean, you yeah. know, it's Martin Scorsese, it's Leonardo DiCaprio, it's Robert De Niro. Those are all names that are going to get you nominated for yep. things. You know, like those, those, they're going to get nominated based on name alone, pretty much. Uh, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. You know, out of, out of respect for the actors and for those performers, you know, plus, so from what I've heard is uh, um, there's also there it, there it is also deserving. Don't get me wrong. Um, so I don't want to I don't want to take credit away from that. But you know, also Lily Gladstone as well. I heard just a really great performance. So I don't want to say performance is outstanding. You know, I think she's in the front runner position to win Best Actress right now. Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely what it is. Um, with my second pick, I'm going to go with uh, a movie that I actually don't think is going to win anything, but um, will get nominated for a number of things, and that's Barbie. I think Barbie's just going to ride this wave to the Oscars. I don't think it's going to win. This is like a thing that's interesting. It's going to get nominated. People are going to be excited that it's nominated. People are going to work. You don't think it's going to win any category? Oh, no, it'll win. Or big category, big categories, big, big categories. Yeah, none of the big categories. I think it could win. It could win production design. It could win costumes and it could win original song, which um, I think is the Billy. Unfortunately, it's going to be the Billy Eilish song, which is not the song it should be. You and I are going to be texting that night. This song wins. If if it's nominated, I'm going to be pumped. If you know, if uh, I'm just Ken is nominated, I'm just going to be super pumped. And then that because that should win. Let's be honest, it should win. I Most think that's the one song. that should win. We'll see if it gets in. Hopefully, it does. They submitted three I, songs that it could only get in two, so we'll see. Well, yeah, it should be. I'm just Ken, and then the the one that the Billie Eilish one that like nobody actually. I I hate that part of the movie. So if anyway, Billie Eilish wins. This will be her second win, and it will be totally because of name recognition alone. Yeah. It should but be continue. anyway. Barbie, move, yes. <laughs> on. I think I think Barbie Barbie's gonna get in for uh I think best picture, obviously. Um, I think Greta Gerwig for best director. I think best actress, uh, she could get in because you know Margot Robbie's Margot Robbie, and it could get in for best supporting actor. I think if if they go with Ryan Gosling, that could be a really fun campaign to run. I think that could be really, really fun. And then, you know, I think that's really what it is. And it could even get in for adapted screenplay or original screenplay. Original original. Yep. It's an original. Yeah. So I think it could get in for that. Too. So there's there's a lot that it could get in for on this. Um, people are looking at it potentially for supporting actress as well, but I'm not so sure about that nomination. And I don't I just think it's a it's not it's not a bad performance, but it's not a Oscar worthy performance. But for sure. who knows what they're going to do with the with the flow. of? They gave the, the Oscar to Jamie Lee Curtis last year, so they could do anything. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's true. But American Ferrer is not. Jamie Lee Curtis, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, absolutely. She's not. Yeah. If she gets in, it's because of the strength of the movie. And also she does have like one of the pivotal scenes of the movie, which people remember. Yeah, it would be definitely if she gets in, it's the strength of the movie that just carried her into that category. Then that's what it is. I mean, there's no disrespect to her, but like, I think like she's just not. not It's not a it's not an Academy Award performance. No, not at all. That's just it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. What do you think of what do you think of the chances? For that? Um, do you, it's do you a agree great, on that aspect? I, I, yeah, I think everything you said, I, again, I'm with you. I, I do. Um, personally, I would nominate Barbie for 10 plus categories. Um, I would even throw Greta Gerwig in there. I know she's 
people don't have her in. She doesn't. She's not very high in a lot of people's lists um, for getting it for director. But I would nominate this movie just across the board, especially under the belt in those technical categories because it's just a gem of a movie. Um, I am a little hesitant though. My personal feelings is that I want it everywhere. My objective thoughts on how the Academy work uh, works. I could see the movie underperforming for nominations. I'm not saying it will. I'm not predicting that it will. I wouldn't be surprised if it does. Um, and it gets less than what people think. But I'm with you. I need I'm just Ken and Ryan Goslin to be nominated in both of their categories because if that happens, the uh, the chances of Ryan Goslin singing that song at the Oscars are very high. <laughs> and I think we all need that just to like cure the world. So yeah. you know that'll be fun because you know they're great at doing stuff. So I just need him to sing that verse at the Oscars. <laughs> My second pick is a movie that I actually think it's right behind um, the technical prowess. I haven't seen it yet, but the technical prowess of Killers and Oppie, and that's Poor Things. Um, Poor Things is the Emma Stone uh, movie coming out in December. It's from Yorgos Lanthimos, who did The Favorite, when Olivia Coleman, when Steve rubbed it in my face that Glenn Close lost her Oscar. Um, (laughs) For a movie that nobody saw. For a movie that nobody saw. That still stings. Um, but no, I, I'm excited for this movie. It's a dark comedy, which is what a lot of Yorgos Lanthimos movies are. It's very creative. If you see, if you you've seen the trailer, um, it's very technical. It's very weird. It gives you a sense of Frankenstein-ish kind of story. Um, people are hating Emma Stone as outstanding, and probably this is her best performance for a lot of people who've already seen the movie. I see this movie getting into picture, director, screenplay. I can see it getting three acting nominations for Emma Stone. Um, oh my god. Willem Dafoe and um, the Hulk Avengers um, for Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo. Um, so yeah, I think Poor Things is going to be a huge hit. I'm also really excited to see the movie because I love Yorgos Lanthimos movies like The, Fev- the Favorite, The Lobster. I think they're great. He's really creative. Um, yeah, and I think this, if anything, is going to beat Barbie for like production design, costumes, um, cinematography, stuff like that. I think this is the movie that is closely in there. So Poor Things is my second pick. Yeah, that's a good pick. I mean, I had it in there for all those things. I, I don't I'm not sure. I mean, I think it's going to be it could be a divisive movie uh, because it it's going to be one of those things. It's like um, maybe it's too weird for a lot of people. it might be too weird. It might yeah. be too weird, which. Which works and it also doesn't work, you know, at the same time. Sometimes yeah. like, you know, some weird movies are you know, hailed as like amazing achievements, but they're just also very weird. So people are like, I don't know. Um, but, but again, I, I, like we, I said, if last year a movie about butt plugs won this picture, anything could happen in this. World. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So <laughs> it could be one of those ones. It's like we're going to we're going to go outside the box and we're going to go with this. Uh, yeah. I think that's that's really what it is. Um, I'm going to hmm, oh, this next one's interesting. Yeah, now we're getting to the nitty gritty. We're like, what are we choosing for those three spots? Yeah, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go. Skip over one that I think is gonna be a lot of buzz, but I'm gonna go to the other one. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the holdovers. Hmm. Um, that's what I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the holdovers, which is uh, a new movie coming out. Um, and it, it, it I don't know, it, it's a, it's a really fascinating looking film to me. Um. It looks like one of those classic sort of uh, Oscar films, like a, a late yeah. 90s style Oscar film, you know, like a, a sort of like there's a lot going on, but it looks also like. I don't know, it, it gives me a lot of the um, 
what's it called movie uh, like goodwill hunting vibes it gives me that sort of oh, an okay, idea yeah. like it gives me those those sort of vibes alexander payne is the director of this um writer and director of this film it stars paul giamatti um and it, it's about a history teacher in new york prep school who's forced to chaperone students over christmas break like i don't know it just it does look like a type of it looks kind of like a classic ish sort of um but neoclassic in in a way uh type of film that I, that i really like and it looks kind of interesting to me and it's got a lot of good buzz out of it you know for yes, for a couple yes. of different things it's got you know um for picture director um actor in paul giamani act, uh, supporting actress and supporting actor potential um in there so you know th there's some interesting things that are coming out of this and there's a lot of interesting buzz about it and it could be one of these movies that just like picks up steam and people just see it see it and go hmm, i really like that movie and it, it feels kind of good mm -hmm. and you know i think that's one of those things that people want is they they vote you sometimes for movies that make them feel good and you know if we look at the last few winners you know we look at them and those are the things that have won the movies that make people feel good in the end. Yep, you know, like think agreed. about it. Like when we had, we had Coda win, Coda won. It won Best Picture. An elevated lifetime movie won the Oscar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that won Best Picture. And like it was because people felt good. They felt good after it. Yep. They, it was a good story. And you know, I think people people love Paul G. I don't know anybody that's like, oh, Paul Giamatti. I hate him. I've never heard anyone say anything like that. So like they're gonna like him and like they 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 respect all of these things. So I, I think it's gonna be. Uh, it could be one that people surprise about. I think it'll be one that's uh, surprising for sure. Yeah, I agreed. I'm waiting for that. It looks really cute. It, like you said, it, it it feels very classic Academy fair. It is made for the boomer generation of the Oscars, right? Is that older? <laughs> and I don't mean that, that that comment, I don't mean a bad way. It's for the older generation, right? It's the one that makes you feel good. Also, obviously, it's a Christmas movie. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it feels very, yes, very... 80s 90s check mark fair that the academies goes for um i that was on my short list so i hate that you took it because i do see that getting quite a few nominations if it sticks so i'm gonna go for my next one and is the one that we were discussing earlier it's pronunciation um and i'm going for maestro um or like some people say ma my what is it maestro 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 okay so i say maestro um yeah, it's the new Bradley Cooper movie. Uh, it's Bradley Cooper, uh, Carrie Mulligan, and it's the biopic of Len Leonard Bernstein, right? Um, one of the most influential and amazing composers ever. Um, and it's the story of their relationship. Um, some people already started seeing the movie. I've heard really good things about it. Um, I don't know how far the movie will go for wins, but I think that for nominations, the movie stands very tall. I think it's going to get in picture. I think Cooper is in the hunt for what people believe is his makeup nomination for director that a lot of people think he should have gotten for A Star is Born. Um, I think he's getting in for actor. I think she's getting in for actress. I think this movie could get in for screenplay. So I can see this being a big player. Um, and there's already a push for Bradley to win Best Actor. And he fits kind of the mold of best actor winners with that makeup transformation kind of thing. And I could see this being the Brendan Fraser of this year when makeup and acting, but we'll see, but that's our head of ourselves. But yeah, I think it's going to be a really big movie. Um, when it comes to nominations, I think it's very respected. I think Bradley Cooper has definitely made a name of himself in Hollywood. Who would have thought the handsome guy from 
the hangover was going to turn to be this amazing, credible director actor with like nine or 10 Oscar nominations already under his belt. But yeah, um, Maestro is my, my number three pick. And I think this is, it's the biopic of the year. There's always this biopic. And I think this is the biopic of the year that people are going to gravitate towards, at least for nominations. Yeah. See, uh, you're also forgetting that Oppenheimer is also a biopic. That's also in black and white. Yes, and I'm jumping, yes, which but, is the, and they deal with the relationships in very different ways. But yeah, I, I, I know I know what you're saying. But, but, uh, but Killian Killian Murphy is the one that's right up there with him too. He's yeah. competing total. I think this one and uh, like this is this has got a good shot because the Academy loves Bradley Cooper. I think that's what that's the best thing that it has going for it. They yeah. love Bradley Cooper. Well, so. and the difference, like I said, I think they love transformations. That's why I would say Bradley maybe has a little step on him because Cillian, Killian Murphy's playing it's himself. Like you see Killian Murphy. Uh, yeah. and Bradley Cooper, we see him from 25 year old, um, Leonard Bernstein into like 80 year old Leonard Bernstein. And, you know, I'm not saying that he's going to win. I'm saying that we know the Academy loves that. So we'll see. My, but yeah. I mean, they're going to fight it. I think it's both of them fighting. Uh, well, no, I think somebody else might sneak in, but we'll see. Yeah. My other concern with that though, is, um, the fact that like Bradley Cooper's just sounds like rocket raccoon throughout that movie. So I'm a little bit concerned there. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know who you think is going to sneak in, but it might be the movie from the one that I'm going to take next, um, which I think I'm going to take. A, this is a, this is a Hail Mary on this one, because right now from You're taking it Ugh. from from this, I only have it down for two nominations, but um, this could go anyway. I don't know what this movie is going to do. I'm taking American fiction right now. Oh. Um, this is one. I saw the trailer for this and I was like, okay, okay. This movie wants to win things, but it's not going to, it's not going to be upfront about it. And it looks, it just looks really fascinating. Yep. Um, this is one that I didn't know anything about. And I just happened to see like the trailer on like a, Oh, you might like a suggested YouTube video, I think. Yep. And I watched it and I'm like, Oh damn, this movie looks good. Like it looks so different. Um, and it looks like something that would totally work and gel with the oscar voters and such um it's interesting because it's out by like a, a weird studio like orion makes this movie so like i haven't seen anything like that but it stars jeffrey wright um who you know jeffrey wright is a well-loved american actor so i yeah. think that's something that people kind of they they want they like really like him you know and it also has uh tracy ellis ross and Issa ray sterling k brown like big actors that people genuinely like uh, it's from uh, Cord Jefferson, who's had a, a lot of extra, a lot of time to write things. He's worked on a couple of different projects, including um, like things like The Good Place, Succession, Station Eleven, and uh, The Watchmen. The so Watchmen, yeah. you know, I think I think it's it seems it, the story looks kind of fun. It looks like an interesting um, snapshot and like observation of American culture. So mm -hmm. I think that's that's something that looks really fascinating. And you know, I think I think it has a secret outside chance to to sneak in there. I think this is like the, one of the late bloomers, possibly the late arrival, because I think it comes out really wide on December? Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's on in Christmas or it's a December release. So it's going to be an interesting one to keep an eye on. I'd yep. be interested to see how that goes. I always keep an eye out for audience awards because I think that tells me like how it's being received more widely. And this one, Toronto, the people's choice at Toronto. Um and it, and it won in a surprise. Um, the trailer came out. I think it's fantastic. And yes, the person that I said that I was referring to when I think somebody can sneak in and like go Adrian Brody style between Daniel Day-Lewis and Jack Nicholson. Um, it could be Jeffrey Wright between Killian and Bradley. Like I could see 
I think American fiction has the potential to be that late bloomer that everybody loves that wins best picture. And actually, I could see it win like Coda. Like I could see it just getting like picture, Jeffrey Wright, a screenplay nomination, just like Coda and win all three. I think that's a possibility, but I think that's a great choice. It was on my list. I wanted to pick it next, but I think it's one of those movies that if it pays off, it pays off. And I think it could be surprising. Like maybe we get an editing nomination or a directing nomination. So it totally could. Sterling K. Brown has been floated for supporting actor. So total possibility. We'll see. Yeah, they're definitely, and they're big names. They're big names yeah. in uh, uh, with, with like the actors, like they're big actors. Yeah. They're, they're like capital A actors. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, prop, like, like they're not movie stars by any stretch of the imagination. I would say Jeffrey Wright's a movie star. But he's definitely an actor, like yeah. a good, a good actor. So it's, like, and it's actors that a lot of people have worked with before. So they know them. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and also, if you yeah. haven't checked out the trailer, check out the trailer for American Fiction. It looks just good. Like it looks like a yeah, it looks really darn cool. good, entertaining movie. Mm -hmm. And for funny sure. as hell. <laughs> <laughs> funny as hell. Um, so my fourth pick, um, this is where I I'm really going into um, a Hail Mary. Um. Because like I I think I don't know if I mentioned it when we recording when we were recording, but this year feels very top heavy, and I think we already took care of like the top heavy movies that we think are going to be big at the Oscars. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go with an international movie, and I'm gonna go with the Zone of Interest. Um, I got to see it a couple weeks ago. Um, really good. I think it's it falls into um the fair of themes that the Academy likes. The Academy loves a good World War II um, concentration camp kind of movie. And this is what this is. Um, I thought it's, I, I saw it. I thought it was fantastic. And it's pretty short. It's like an hour and 45 minutes. So it's not long. Um, and also the Academy usually now in the last 10 years has been like, I wouldn't say saving, but usually they put one international movie into picture, one international director into director, um, and I can see this being that movie. It's really good. It's a really difficult movie to watch, but it's really, really good. I'm going on a Hail Mary just because I really loved the movie. And I think it could just be that international pick that the Academy kind of gravitates towards. Um, so yeah, Zone of Interest. Um, I know it's a movie that a lot of people are not going to watch because it's international. It's, you know, limited release when it, when it comes out and stuff like that. Um, but it's really good. So I'm going to go and on a Hail Mary for that zone of interest, my number four. I had that on my list, you know, as like one of those movies to potentially watch, you know, uh, mm -hmm. on the terms of what I mean by watch is like watch four. Um, I want to watch it. I mean, for sure, if it comes out anywhere that I can see it, I would definitely uh, want to check that out. But, um, you know, I think that it's going to be an interesting one because you're, you're, we're having an interesting battle for that European international one, yeah. I think, because we have it's between um Zone of Interest and Anatomy of a Fall, Fall, which are the other, which is the, the French film. Um, so I think it's gonna be it's kind of interesting to see how that's going to go about this. Yep. Uh, people, there's a lot of love for Anatomy of a Fall. So that's a that's one that's it. kind of interesting to kind of come in here. And I don't I don't know which one's gonna be. I think there's there's right they're both like at on the outside looking in right now. Um, you know, they're they're kind of I mean, if we just go based on like the um the the odds makers right now, I think they are Anatomy of Falls just one spot above Zone of Interest. Yeah. But you know, it's 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 like right there. They're they're number 10 and eleven, like really on the bubble there. But oh, okay. who knows? There they they could they could bounce they could bounce one of these other movies right off of there. You know, for some like past lives is still up there in the top ten. And 
no, that's movie came out a while ago and people haven't talked about it in a while. Um, I love, we, you know, we love past lives, but like, yeah, we all did. Yep. It might not be up there anymore. Like when it comes around and when they start putting nominations out in January, Yeah, the problem with past lives is that it's, it's not necessarily that it came out a long time ago. And I know we still have one pick each. Um, I think that it's when you come out so early, you need to be a big movie or stay in the conversation and past lives. You saw it. We both love the movie, but past lives is a small movie. There's nothing yeah. bombastic about it that stays. So if it ends up getting nominations, I think it's because people really, really, really love the movie. So it, yeah. and it can because I think it is a fantastic movie. I'm so haunted by that final walk of hers in the sidewalk. But God, I yeah. love that movie. It's it's oh, so good. It's so in the so wind, the natural wind, by the way, natural, totally not planned, uh, which is amazing. Um, uh, I'm going to go with one uh, just because I want to win. Um, I'm going to try to go for a win, not necessarily what I think will win, but uh, I'm going to go with the color purple. Oh, uh, that's my last pick. Uh, it. Just because. Uh, I think it's going to get nominated for a bunch of stuff. I don't know that it's going to get it for. I mean, we don't know how it's going to be. It's got a huge machine behind it. You know, when you put Oprah and Quincy Jones and uh, Spielberg. Steven Spielberg behind something, it's going to have some legs. You know, it's going to it's going. <laughs> those are kind of big names. Those are those are big deal people. Uh, you know, you've heard of these people. Um, and I think it's got some legs. You know, it could get in for uh, a number of different things. I'm thinking potentially in best picture the best picture race if people want to put that in there you know we love throwing a musical in there um but best actress best supporting actress is it could get two nominations for best supporting actress which could be really fascinating best adapted screenplay possibly you know like these things are um you know all all up there potentially best supporting actor um unless he cancels himself out which i think is kind of interesting um you know there there's this because he's uh, running for actor and supporting yeah yeah, we're uh, if you don't know who we're talking about, uh, we're talking about Coleman Domingo, who is in actor for Rustin, Rustin, and a supporting actor for for mm-hmm. uh, the Color Purple. So uh, it, it could get it could get a bunch of nominations, or you know, it could just be one where people go, "That was nice," and then move on. I don't, we don't really know, but mm-hmm. um, it, it's it's definitely up there and one that I think is one to look out for. So that's that's why I wanted to put it on the list. Yeah, that's a great pick. Um... I hope it's good. Also, I just want it to be good because I love that story and I got to see the musical, but nobody has literally. I So I watch a lot of podcasts or listen to a lot of podcasts um, about like the race and the Oscar race. And I think pretty much no one in the world has seen this movie yet because it hasn't even <laughs> started screening for like critics. Uh, so no one has any idea. I think like only studio executives and maybe like five people in the world have seen it. Um, I want it to be good. Um, yeah, also they've kind of they don't tend to go for musicals anymore as much as you would think, but that was going to be my pick before you stole it. And like I said, I have one more pick. And again, I think this year is very top heavy. And I think we took off the map, the big heavy ones that we think are going to get big nominations. So now I'm literally just in a Hail Mary in the sense of what's the small movie that could get into important categories. And I am going to, whatever I choose, I don't think I'll probably get maybe one out of them (laughs) that much. I am going to choose. Just thinking about this right now, this is going to be the movie that is going to win best picture. Just watch. This is going to be what it is. Cause it's like one of those things where you're like, Oh, I don't know. It's not going to do anything. And then it's going to get like 10 nominations and win (laughs) all of them. That's what's going to happen. Probably. I am. I'm between two. uh, And we have to focus on the, we usually focus on the big seven. 
Oh, Steve, this is hard. Why are you doing this to me? I'm going to go with Saltburn. Okay. I'm going to go with Saltburn. Um, I think I, I, I haven't seen it yet. Um, it feels like the movie that I probably end up loving the most this year. So it's from, um, oh my God, why am I blanking on her name? Um, Emerald Fennell, who won the Oscar for Promising Young Woman and COVID, the COVID year. Um, and Promising Young Woman was huge. It got like seven, the big, I think it got in all the big nominations, right? Where it needed to. Um, Soulburn looks very interesting. It's being compared, it's like a it's being compared to like a modern take on um the talented Mr. Ripley. Um, but like very out there. If you saw Promising Young Woman, if you're listening to this and you've seen that movie, you know that Promising Young Woman was very daring in a lot of it. And I think Soulburn, they're saying that it just elevates that even more. Um, I've heard great things about Barry Keegan. Um, I'm not ready to say he's getting in for best actor, but he did get in last year. And if his performance is good, maybe he could get that sometimes back-to-back nomination. Um, I've heard phenomenal things about, um, oh my God, Gone Girl, the actress from Gone Girl who got nominated for Gone Girl. Um, Rosamund Pike. Rosamund Pike. I've heard nothing but phenomenal things about her. So I could see her getting in supporting. Um, Apparently the script is very original. A lot of people are saying this is the kind of script that wins um even though she won three years ago so i could see it getting in for script i can see it getting in for picture if it gets good nominations so i'm just gonna take a chance again i think we all we already chose the top heavy films um so i'm gonna go with something that i think could sneak in in like an acting and a writing maybe best picture and maybe a couple of um technical um categories so yeah Soldburn is my number five pick i was debating I think between that and another one but Soldburn it is I think that's a really risky one for for me. I have no desire to see this movie. I think it looks bad in my mind. I'm not interested at all. I don't really care about it. The the story does not look interesting to me. I'm not drawn to it. Um, I don't know. I'm not a bit huge Barry Keoghan fan either, um, which sounds really sacrilegious, really? but I'm not a big fan of his. No, oh. sorry. Sorry, Barry. Um, I like him. I don't think it gets him as like a person, but like he plays really creepy characters. I think is what more of what it is. Well, his face is very yeah. He plays very creepy characters, and I think that's 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 the thing holding against him. I'm sure, like as a person, he's great, but like I don't know. I'm not interested in this movie. I it's weird. I'm not at all interested. I'm curious. What was the other movie you were uh, gonna potentially go with? Um, all of us strangers. Oh Um, yeah, yeah. I think that could be another one of those small movies that gets into like a couple acting, maybe a writing, and that could help it get into like picture kind of thing. It feels like one of those. Um, so I was debating between those two, um, but I went with the riskier, more like I, honestly, I saw Saltburn because I know it's gonna end up being more my type of movie. So you know that's what screws us up in these predictions when you go with your heart instead of your brain. Uh, yeah, but why not? Sure. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a number of things that are, could be potentially nominated. Like we said, Past Lives I had on my list, uh, Anatomy of a Fall. I even put Rust in or Air, if people remember Air. Um, you know, if Air, they, you apparently know, they they're like going to do a good push towards uh, in December, January. So it could come back into the forefront. It could come back around. Who knows? Napoleon could be fantastic. Um, or it could just be <laughs> Ridley Scott just being like, I don't care. I'm just going to keep making movies I want to make. So <laughs> that's it. Yeah. It definitely gives us the most um, historical fiction, really, Scott, that we've gotten in a while. Yeah, <laughs> like go we to need like that. those historic films that he used to do. So, sure. I think I had a, uh, I, th- I even had Ferrari down for one nomination, maybe two. 
what um, nomination? Penelope Cruz is getting Penelope Cruz is getting a lot yeah. of love from that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But apparently yeah. that I movie mean, was like not good. I don't care. I'm going to see it anyway. <laughs> I don't care. Michael Mann. I love it. I don't care. I'll watch it. Uh, and then, uh, you know, there, there's a couple other things like who who knows? I mean, it's, it's, it's always interesting to see how this ends up happening. Uh, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I think when that will get a bunch of nominations that won't be in any of the above the line, I don't think like any of these, but possibly sneaking in could be like Spider-Man across the spider. I was going to ask you about Spider-Man. There's a push for it for picture and screenplay. That could be interesting. I don't know um, how that's going to go, but I could see it in for best picture at the like you know the number ten slot. But um, I don't, I don't really know. Um, I think you know there's a potential that it could be on the bubble for uh, even animated. Not, not well. It's, it's definitely the heavy favorite right now. Like, there's no doubt about that. But um, you think it's the favorite? I think it's the favorite right now. Yeah. I think it's the favorite. People love that movie. That movie's great, but I think I think it's the favorite going right now. Yeah, definitely, it's the favorite going into okay. best animated feature. Until people see the boy and the heron, I think that'll be a really interesting one because I think the boy and the heron is going to be one that's going to be really loved because it's also you know one of the last Miyazaki films. Miyazaki does show up for this. Um, it could be really fascinating. But I have think, a count. I have think, another one that actually could I think could win that category. Do you think like Wish? No. I actually think Mario because this is the movie that made a billion dollars. Mario that, and I and you know I hate that movie because I that did movie's not like terrible. Mario. Oh, I I agree. I'm, I'm not. There's no I'm way not, that's gonna win. I'm not saying it's a good movie. I'm saying that that's the movie that made a bill. That's the second most successful movie of the year. Um. So. Uh, I'm that just movie's saying, not good. I'm not. How many movies have won Oscars that are not good? No, but like uh, that movie's like actively bad. In terms I, of like I its story. I'm not saying it's gonna win. I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised if that's the one that ends up winning because I do th- also have it in song and I could see it getting that win because they are going all in with that marketing and everybody saw Mario. And that's the thing. Sometimes people just vote for what whatever they're they watch or they remember, and everybody in the world saw Mario. I'm not saying it's going to win. And I agree with you. That movie's bad. I did not like that movie, but I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up putting a win. That's bad. That's a bad movie. I mean, I'd see like, look at these nominations for best animated. You know, I think it's absolute lock that uh, Spider-Man's getting, getting nominated. But then I think the boy and the heron is also getting nominated. Wish will get nominated. Uh, I think Mario gets nominated. Elemental potentially people. I think it's elemental or Nimona. Also watch Nimona. If you haven't watched it, it's good. There's, there's been like a, but there there is a little bit of a, a lot of love for uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because of the style, because they decided to do it in a different style. I think, yeah, uh, I think that's giving it a lot of love. So I don't know. That Super Mario Brothers movie was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was bad. Again, I think that I hated that movie. I, don't I, think it's I, good at all. I had a fun time like being like, oh, that was entertaining for like, but like a, a two and a half star entertainment style, maybe three star because of a little bit of nostalgic factor, but like. That's not that's not best animated feature. No, no. I and again, I agree with you, but I wouldn't be surprised if it does win. I would be surprised. I'm glad that you wouldn't be surprised uh, and you've sunk that low with your expectations of life. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd be very surprised. Uh, we'll see. Surprised. We'll see. But I, I wouldn't. I'm not predicting it. And I will never predict it because I really don't like the movie, but I wouldn't be surprised. But Good we'll for see. you. I'm glad you have lower expectations than I do. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> no, I think this will be good. So just to recap, uh, I have Oppenheimer, Barbie, The Holdovers, American Fiction, and The Color Purple. 
you have Killers of the Flower Moon, Poor Things, Maestro, Zone of Interest, and Saltburn. You have the more out the out of the box ones that are definitely going to do better than mine. I have all the like safe picks, and you have all the risky picks. But well, you have, you're a big risk, big reward type of guy. Yeah, but to be fair, you have I think you have three movies that are going to get. I think we both have three movies in our list that are going to get a lot of nominations. Yeah, unless that's something big and then, happens. And I think that yeah. we're the deciding factor for us are going to be the last two on each list and how they're received. Yeah. That's definitely what it's going to be. I think that, that that's going to be the big, the big yeah. swing. Because again, be great. Like they can be huge earlier, hits or huge misses. Yeah, it's top heavy. So we got the we all got the top heavy films. Yeah. So it's going to come down to those last two spots on each of our lists to see how those are received. Well, I hope you don't win. <laughs> I want to win, just like I won the summer draft. Yeah, you crushed me in the summer draft. That was like pathetic. That was really pathetic. I can't wait to do that next year and then lose again because that was pathetic. Okay, but like I texted you, it was pathetic, but it's not your fault. It, on paper, no, it's not my you fault. You should have won. On paper, I should have won. On paper, won. on paper, I had the better list, but on the box office, you crushed but me. People I mean, Barbie, like, Barbie alone, Barbie alone just destroyed me. But like, well, didn't but, I have Oppie and Barbie? Yeah, you had both. So no, and to be fair, nobody expected those two movies to make what they did. No, I think we were saying like it was. We were thought it was going to make maybe maybe fifty million. Yeah, maybe, maybe. we'd be lucky if it made sixty, and then <laughs> made like, like hundred and fifty. I mean, stupid. you you chose the correct. I think you chose the correct movies, but you know, it was just nobody expected the summer to be what it was. Good times. Good times. Good times. <laughs> we'll see, but yeah, Oscar season is here um it's gonna be fun yeah we're ready it's gonna be interesting and now it's when we start watching all of these movies if they ever come well i know they'll come to a theater near me i don't know if they'll come to a theater near you we'll find out i mean a few of them i won't have to worry about like maestro's netflix right um yes that is netflix that'll be on netflix colors of the flower moon will be on apple tv plus soon enough um yeah we'll see Surprisingly, we'll Killers, I don't think Killers is being released until January, I think. That sounds about right. That sounds yeah. like a good idea. No, but I mean, I'm excited. It'll be really fun to watch this. Keep an eye out for this. I mean, we'll, we'll definitely talk about more of these movies as we go and see them. So I think that'll be really, really fun. Um, yeah, lots of fun stuff coming up for that, for sure. Um, but even with that, this weekend, we have a new Marvel film that we might possibly see and talk about. Who knows if we actually want to go out and spend money on it we've you know the marvel train has left the station a long time <laughs> do ago. We're i, I want to spend one of my three weekly movies on that yeah probably and then uh also the killer comes on to netflix so we're definitely gonna be talking about the killer though that's definitely yeah, what we're gonna talk to about next week. it's fincher first movie since mank i know i'm excited be excited excited yeah all right something, man something that he hasn't done in a while that type of movie so i'm excited for it yeah and i like michael fassbender too so we shall see we'll we'll be exciting. See. Hope for, let's hope for the best that's all we can do. All right, man. Uh, that's pretty much all we got this week. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you later.